Whoa, oh, we are back for another interview with Home Mat Advantage Wrestling Podcast. I am Jude Swisher, and today, my co-host Sam Herring will be interviewing not one, but two people. Here for you today is the high school wrestling star, Bo Bartlett, and his coach, Scott Green. But this episode will be different because instead of having one long interview, it will actually be two shorter interviews put together, one with Coach Green, and right after that, one with Bo Bartlett. We hope that you guys like the episode, and a huge shout out to our sponsor, Tony Rotundo, with WrestlersOrWarriors.com. Thanks, guys. Well, hey, Coach Green, welcome to the show. Sam, how you doing, bud? I'm doing just fine. I'm uh, really excited to get going with this interview. It's going to be uh, a really special one, and uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited. I'm really happy to talk to you, too. Seems like just a little while ago, you were... Uh breaking down our match at who's number one last year yes sir that that was uh that was fun i that was my first podcast ever i think uh jumping on yours so kind of when you're when you're famous later i'm gonna take credit for giving you your big break when you when when you run an espn or or the ceo at flow i'm gonna i'm gonna take credit well uh rightfully so too okay okay uh let's let's jump into the interview and and start off by Figuring out how you got started with wrestling and, and just how you were introduced to the sport. Uh, yeah, sure. So my dad was a, a wrestler, um, and he kind of just took me down to the gym. I, I was a little bit older, you know, maybe 10, 11 years old when I got started. Wrestling wasn't huge in my area, uh, and just instantly kind of fell in love with it. Uh, wrestled in high school, wrestled a little bit at the Division three level in college, and then got immediately into coaching. Uh, when I was still a college student, so been a lifelong love of it. So where did you where did you grow up to get uh, started with the sport? Um, I grew up in near Buffalo, New York. Uh, okay. From Western New York, uh, Alden High School. So um, did you love it immediately? Did you find a passion for it immediately, or did it take you a little while to kind of find that love and passion for the sport? Pretty much instant. Um, you know, we're not talking a. Uh, a super high level of wrestling when I was growing up. Um, but I, I really thought I, I liked the way that I, I, I had friends from other schools and it was its own little community, even in an area that's not known for, for wrestling um, per se, there was this, this extended community that embraced everybody that was involved in the sport. So, you know, we were, were fortunate enough at my high school, which was a big deal to, to be division champs you know, for the first time in, in, a, in a really long time and to have a full team. And those were goals for, for our program then. So um, that's the level that I started at, and, and it was easy to fall in love with it. So did you have success at that level, or, um, or was it still at that level you, you kind of struggled right off the bat? Absolutely. No, I was okay. You know, um, I was not a state qualifier. I was, I was not a good wrestler in high school, and I followed that up by not being a particularly good wrestler in college uh, either. Um, but, but I learned pretty quickly that that didn't matter that much um, and that you had some, some passion for the sport. There was a lot of other ways that you could contribute to it. Absolutely. Um, so did you ever travel in your youth or high school career to, to some big tournaments? Or um, like how did you do – high school state tournaments and stuff like that and and nothing like that no no um i didn't really do much outside of our small little section in high school um and i never qualified for the state tournament in 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 high school i went to college uh primarily because of, of of academics and i joined the wrestling team there uh, and that was a, a great experience at Binghamton University because I got to, to see a different level um, of, of wrestling. And I was fortunate enough to travel then. I went to uh, what used to be called Esplar Nationals, which has kind of morphed into Steelers. Uh, and I, I had some great experiences with some great coaches. And that's where I really started to, to experience a lot more of what the sport had to offer. So, um, in your college career, you, you wrestled for uh, Binghamton. Did you stay there all, all four years and uh, and just wrestle through those four years? Three years, and then I got hurt, and that's when I got into coaching. Um, Binghamton was Division three then. Um, I was kind of well on my way to 
uh, my degrees at that point in time, and I, I wasn't getting incredibly good results on the mat, um, and, and just injuries kind of caught up to me, and I said, you know what, um, I'm not going to make my mark in this sport as a competitor, uh, so I'm going to try to get into coaching. So I got my first coaching job when I was a senior in college, um, and, and then that was like almost instantly then, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So where, where did you get that first coaching job? Um, I got that first coaching job at Newark Valley High School, uh, which is in Section 4 of New York State. I was the uh, assistant coach for them for a year. And how did that go? Did You you, you said you found that was where you are supposed to be, and you, you really enjoyed coaching. You know, most, most seniors in college are thinking about graduation and, uh, you know, doing things that seniors in college do, and, and I was like, full-time, you know, for getting paid like about 1200 bucks at the time I was, I was full-time into sport. Um, I was, I was doing off season stuff. I was just in the beginning of kind of starting up a club and, uh, running that. And then, you know, my, my whole life was coaching these kids who were really at that point in time, only a few years younger than me. Uh, and it was such a powerful experience that kind of changed my direction of where I was going in college to, to head towards education because I knew I wanted to coach. Uh, so it was really kind of transformational, life-changing for me to get that job. What do you think about coaching draws you so much uh, into, into the sport? Is it just being able to touch kids' lives, so the technique part of it? Or what, what do you think draws you into coaching? Yeah, I think it's like uh, trying to pass on a passion for something that, that needs passionate people, right? Um, so I had a, a good opportunities in college. Um, I've been exposed to some incredible coaches before that, um, and, and I wanted to be able to, to be one of those guys for, for younger kids. I spent a lot of time um, in, in the summers of my college years with Joe DeMio, uh, who was an incredible impact on me, uh, you know, um, and, and, and guys like that who were my role models for guys that I really kind of looked up to were the coaches that I had had before. Um, and I, I, and I know that, that I can be that for, for younger people. So, um, from that first year you coached at the high school, uh, where did you go from there, uh, after you graduated and, uh, did you stay right in coaching at that same place or did you, did you move on? So actually the next year, um, I got a job at Union Endicott, which is one of the, the best high schools historically in New York state, um, and the coach there was a legend. His name was Frank Sorchinski, but everyone called him Sarge. Um, and he, he retired as, as one of the best coaches in New York State history. So I took a job on his staff with a junior high, and my job was to work out with uh, the, the varsity guys. And I was able to, to make an impact and go to all those tournaments. And that was really a great experience for me being on that staff for a couple of years. Uh, and, and yeah, so um, there were a lot of great coaches in that area that I learned from. It's, it is a hotbed of wrestling in that area. So that was really beneficial for me as a young coach to, to have mentors like Sarge um, to, to help me along. What, what are some specifics that, that you were able to learn from him uh, in your time with him? Uh, he is uh, just absolute um, structure of every practice um he's uh, planned every practice out down to the the last minute um repetition uh you know i was young i was 20 21 years old and i was like oh i'm gonna show this kid this move show this kid that move um and and just kind of bombard them with technique and he was like look you know you got to do these moves and you got to do them well so we had a structured drill for every practice um the kids knew the things they knew incredibly well uh, and, and, and he was just, uh, a larger than life figure for them. Uh, it was, it was like one of those things that they would never want to disappoint him. Um, and so like all those things were good lessons for a young coach like me. Okay. Um, so how long did you stay there? Um, I was there for probably three or four years and I just bounced around at a couple different schools in, in that area. Uh, for oh, probably a good decade, um, and then I wound up with my first my first head coaching job at Oxford High School, which is in the same general area. Um, probably about 2004 uh, was when I first became a head coach. Okay, and uh, so how how long 
do you stay there and uh, what kind of success did you get there and just how, how different was it running your ship um, for because for the past um, couple times that you've been working you've been working under somebody as yep. like an assistant coach or something what, what was different about being being a head coach there and how long did you stay there I was there for about five years and I was excited about it I was teaching there at the time so that was a great experience um we had some success. We were one of the better small schools in New York State. Um, we had a four-time uh, New York State champion, J.P. O'Connor, who went on to win NCAAs at, at Harvard, um, you know, had wrestled for, for me there. Uh, so it was different being a head coach, um, and it was something that I felt I had kind of been, been groomed for and, and was ready for. But I think it was good for me also to have a good decade as an assistant coach um, because I knew I was ready um, when I finally kind of got that shot. Uh, and I'd had some head coaching experience in the club at that time. By that time, Shamrock Wrestling Club was running strong, and we had a 215-year run there with a lot of quality wrestlers coming through that program. So I knew kind of how to be a leader, um, but it was the first time that I ever really had to do it in a public school uh, setting. So it was, it, was, it was a great experience there. Um, okay, so you stayed there five years. You had, you had some success. Um, where did you go from there? And uh, were you totally at that time? Were you totally bought in on this is my future? Coaching is my future, and uh, I'm just gonna and really dedicate my life to to coaching and be the best at that. Probably at that point, yeah, I think I was. And and my next job there after that was an assistant coach at Binghamton University, uh, my alma mater, which at that point in time had become Division One. Um, and I had had a prior friendship with, with Pat Papalizio, who had just been mm-hmm. hired as the, the new head coach there. I had actually coached him when he was in high school in, in, in Fargo, um, when he was on the junior national team. Uh, so when he came to town in, in Binghamton uh, and he was looking for assistant coaches, it was a good match. Uh, so I kind of jumped back into an assistant coaching role, but being able to jump into uh, the, the Division One level, um, that was, that was really special. And I think at that point I, I knew that coaching was something I was going to do for a long time. Okay. So, um, you would coach like high school, junior high the whole time previously, previous yep. to this, mm-hmm. uh, what was, what was different about coaching on the college scene? Uh, was it like a motivation? Because I feel like in high school you get the kids that are kind of just doing it. They don't mm-hmm. really love the sport, but if you're in college at Binghamton, Everybody there pretty much is motivated and they want to be successful. What was that like? It's different, um, for sure. Um, high school, every high school job I've had, there have been first-year wrestlers on the team. You know, so you're 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 working with kids like like J.P. O'Connor in your room, who's a Division One recruit, but you've got a kid who's just coming out and he needs support too. So when you get to college coaching, it's it's different, and you realize very quickly how much you're your livelihood depends on on the performance of 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, right? Um, so you have to, to approach practices and approach your, your mentorship of them differently uh, because you're, you're super important in their lives and a lot of their success. Um, and, and high school is a little bit different than that. Uh, I don't think I was ever worried about, you know, whether a kid was going to win. I just wanted them to have a good experience, uh, and winning was a byproduct of that. At, at, at college, winning is super important, especially at the Division One level, and, and being able to coach at a school that I went to, and knowing that, you know, Binghamton had canceled wrestling um, before, and a lot of people had worked hard to, to bring it back. Uh, we were really, really, really motivated to be successful there, and everything... Every every interaction we had with the kids was colored by that motivation. So, um, were you able to take take that style of coaching, like, or was it totally different? Was coaching in college and co- coaching in high school completely different to the point where you cannot take what you learned in college and apply it to high school just because it's so different? No, I think there's some general principles that it doesn't matter um, what age the kids are. Uh, you have to have kids. You have to, to teach them to love the sport, right? Um, mm-hmm. You have to, to have them be ambassadors. Uh, they, they, they have to trust you. Uh, 
that's an important one. And I don't think the ages of the the kids, I don't think that changes. I think those are universal coaching principles that I've tried to apply to every job I have. But college is, is definitely different in terms of this is the kids are consumed by it and, and every kid on the team is and you got to keep them some balance uh, and and ensure that they are on top of their studies uh, generally speaking college is, is harder um, than, than high school so mm-hmm. uh, you know teaching them to, to figure out how to, to manage all that is, is a very very important part of it um, to the college level so yeah so I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, and yeah. I, I totally get that this question can be a like an unanswerable question, but huh? which one do you think you enjoyed more? Um, the, the fact that you coached at so many different high schools kind of makes it hard for you to say that because I'm sure you en- you have and are enjoying one over other um, high schools. Um, but genu- generally speaking, do you enjoy coaching high school or college more? I think my answer to that would be I, I enjoy coaching where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's because STEM is kind of a blend of those two experiences, right? right. So kids that come to Wyoming Seminary to wrestle, um, they're, they're coming here with that as being one of the determining factors of, of where they went to high school. Um, so you have that college-like atmosphere here um, mm-hmm. and you have kids coming here that are driven with a specific purpose but there's also a lot of growth opportunities and some of the things that I I enjoyed at coaching at the high school level here because the kids are younger right, um, right. and especially because it's a boarding school too so I think the, the the best answer to that question is that SEM has been a hybrid of the two and that's been an incredibly enjoyable experience for me there are certainly times when I'm like, man, I would love to, you know, I turned the NCAAs on and I remember coaching at that level and I'm like, wow, I should really go back to that. That's incredibly powerful um, and, and a great experience. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that I like the age of the kids that I'm coaching now. Um, and I love the fact that I get to help them in so many different ways in wrestling because they come here to a boarding school and it's a good blend of my two experiences before this. It's almost like coaching college at a high school level, minus like the, the recruiting edge of yep. it and like the scheduling that you have to do and a, a little bit heavier in college. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's a good point. I've never really thought that like, I th- never really thought about it like that. Um, yeah, it's very similar. Um, but then there's that element of boarding school culture too, you know, that is, uh, you know, we got, uh, 200 kids that live in our dorms from 30 different countries, you know, so that's, that's right. fun for, for our kids and fun for my family. And it's just a great experience overall being here. Oh, you, get to, you get to teach too. You're teaching English, aren't you? I do. I teach two uh, upper level English classes to, to juniors and seniors. So I'm sure you enjoy that as well. Um, I missed that when I was coaching college, college coaching, wrestling is your job, you know? Um, right. And, and you get a little bit of, uh, you know, mentoring and, and things like that. But wrestling, coaching wrestling is your job. Uh, here, coaching wrestling is, is something that I do, but I'm also a teacher. I work in the admissions office. I get so many different experiences, and I did miss teaching when I was coaching in college. Um, yeah, th- that makes sense. Um, and have you taught anything other than English when you coached at different high schools and stuff? Uh, no, just English. Just English, okay. Yep. Um, all right, so... Um, when did you get started with SEM and uh, just explain that process to me, any any stories attached to that and just how that worked out? Yeah. So, so Wyoming Seminary is about an hour and 20 minutes from Binghamton. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had always had kids from SEM that we knew that my kids had wrestled at Binghamton uh, when I was coaching at the high school level or my club kids had wrestled. So I knew what Wyoming Seminary was. I developed a, a friendship with the head coach at the time. His name was John Gordon. Um, going all the way back to like peewee days and, and stuff like that. Like his son, Nikki, who went to UVA and wrestled Kyle Dake and Johnny Vinson and some of the guys that were in my club. Um, so we knew who, who we were. We would sometimes come, they would come up and train with us and sometimes we'd go down there. So I was coaching at Binghamton um, and John, the head coach at the time, uh, had 
decided to take a new job at a prep school down in Virginia, St. Christopher's. Um, so the job opened up and I talked to him and it was a great fit for me. You know, um, it was it was getting back into coaching at high school. Uh, it was a wonderful opportunity for, for my kids to, to experience what a what a private school uh, education was like. And it, it all kind of just worked out. So it was good to have that familiarity through wrestling beforehand. Um, and when the opportunity came, it was a nice chance for wrestling to, to provide a great experience for, for me and my family. So how you, you've gotten to the point where SEM is the best, if uh, one of the best, if not the best in the country. Um, mm-hmm. What, what was it like when you got there? How, how successful were they? Were, were they a power at all? Or, or did you have to build all that? No, 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 absolutely. The, the building blocks were here. The foundation was here before I got here. They had been second at, at um, national preps a bunch of times before that. Uh, and they had uh, been a perennial top 10, top 15 team in the country for probably three or four years before I got here. Um, and, and, and I felt like my job was to come here, use the experiences that I had and, and, and try to take it to the next level. Um, and so, you know, 10 years later, I think we've done a good job of, of, of adding to the legacy that, that, that John Gordon started. So you've been there uh, since then and, and continue to build it up. You've had so many great athletes come out of some um, and also great people and students. <clears throat> They're um, absolutely well-rounded. Um, wh- what are some things it, it took from you to have to build that program to the point where it is now? And uh, and wh- why do you think SEM drew you in so much? Why, why s- this culture at SEM? Because it's completely uh, changed, in my eyes, um, to the point where it, it's all set up and, and you've built a, a culture there. Yeah, I think, I, I hope so. Um, so when I was coaching in, in New York and before Binghamton and then the club and, and, and Shamrock and stuff like that, we had kids go to uh, a lot of good schools, um, you know, the Cornells, the Harvards of, of the world. Uh, and that was something that was important to me. Uh, and I knew that coming to SEM with its reputation as an academic institution, that I'd have the opportunity to, to do that. Um, I also had the very good fortune of having coached college for a while. So uh, a lot of the coaches that I would be talking to about STEM kids would be people that I had prior relationships with um, that I was, I was friends with. So I knew that it was a really nice combination. You have to be a pretty good student to be successful at Wyoming Seminary. Um, and I can help them take care of that part. Um, and I can help them get to the point wrestling wise that they're attractive to a good school. And the rest will kind of all fall into place because I know that like, like I know these college coaches and I know what they're looking for. So having experienced both sides of the equation, I thought gave me an advantage and, and one that we've really exploited uh, to get kids to the, the school that they want to get to. And then once that starts to snowball and kids are starting to get to the school, everyone's kind of like, hey, they seem to be having success. I better check that out. So they're calling or they're showing up on campus and visiting or coming in and, and taking our, our and saying, I want what, what those kids got out of that experience. Uh, so it kind of just builds on itself in that way. Definitely. And, and we've seen that a lot. Like um, so many kids, especially now, are, are coming into Wyoming Seminary because of what they've done in the past. Um, yeah, so... Um, so I want to kind of move forward and talk a little bit about one of your athletes, um, Bo Bartlett, who we yep. have a, a dual interview with is, is this podcast. So it's kind of like a specialty uh, for this one. Yeah. Um, just talk about how you first met Bo. He, he's originally from Arizona. So there's there's got to be some stories there to how he moved to Kingston <laughs> to, to go to sure. San Yeah. So Bo actually originally from California, then Arizona, then, then Kingston. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah. uh, but I'm sure he'll, he'll probably cover a lot of that when, you, when you're talking to him, too. So we had a summer camp um, every year, and uh, we had a kid named Garrett Ryan on our team uh, who is who went to Columbia. He's an NCAA qualifier, and he's still wrestling on the international circuit. And he said, hey, we've got, we've got to look at this kid Bartlett. Um, he's, he's back at Sunkiss Kids in Arizona. Um, I think Bo was in, like, sixth grade at the time or fifth grade he's like but he's gonna be a stud and i'm like all right well let's get him up to our our summer camp 
Um, so we have a summer camp, and Bo shows up with his dad. His dad just kind of drops him off and says, he's yours for the week, right? I'm going to go look around, see what's going on here. Uh, and so Bo's, like, living in our dorm for summer camp. His room was actually, um, it was him, Benny Baker, uh, who's at Cornell right now, um, mm-hmm. and, and Kurt Henry. Kurt was in town uh, for camp, too. So it was Bo, Kurt, and Benny were, were in a room. Uh, and and he's hanging out in there. He's having a great time at camp. He's loving it. Um, his dad just kind of dropped him off. Forgot to get him sheets. Uh, so both like sleeping on a on a mattress and no sheets, no pillow, anything like that for a couple of days. Uh, and I'm like, man, this kid's really talented, and and, and he's a good kid too. Uh, we'll definitely recruit him when he gets to high school. Um, and so his dad shows up a couple of days later, and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know. Um, Bo loves it here. We love it here. This is the kind of move we're looking for. He's like, I'm probably going to buy a house a couple blocks from campus uh, tomorrow, and we're going to move up here. Um, oh, and, I was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> you know. So I had to call Dennis Ryan, uh, the guy who had referred to me, and I'm like, is this is this guy for real? He's buying a house. And Dennis was like, yeah, that sounds like him. He's definitely like that kind of guy. And so that's how it all went down. That's how it happened. Uh, and I think, like I said, I think Bo was in fifth or sixth grade at the time. And they went home, they went to Arizona, they packed their car, uh, and they came back like a month later and enrolled in school, and the rest has kind of been history. How how good was he at the time? Was he like um, really good, ranked nationally, and uh, and so you, like, you knew he was going to be a good wrestler? Or was he just like a, a good kid who worked really hard, and, and so you could tell that he was going to be a good wrestler, but at the same time, like it, it wasn't paying off at the time? No, he was good. Um, he had just, I think at that point in time, he had just wrestled in, uh, like Western regionals or kids nationals, like one of those tournaments or something like that. But I know that I, I remember looking him up and, uh, and, and he had lost to Colton Yapujan in both styles, right. Uh-huh. Of that tournament. And, and I remember him coming in and me kind of remembering that cause I was going to make fun of him. I was going to pick on him a little bit. I'm a little bit of a, a chops buster. And mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to say, say Colton's name at the time. So I tried to make fun of him, and I said the name wrong, and, and Bo kind of looked at me like, you don't even know his name. <laughs> so that was kind of the beginning of it. But he was talented, and he had, had carved out a nice little youth career for him. But you could also tell that uh, he had a lot of room to grow, too, that his dad hadn't kind of overtrained him or, or burned him out, um, and that he was going to kind of excel later in life, maybe a little bit more than he, he had at the beginning. Um, so he, he originally committed to Princeton, um, if I'm correct. So he, he was and is a, a very good student. Was he at the time academically strong and uh, able to able to stay at SEM and, and thrive there? He's done well here. Um, um, I'm not uh, sure that he ever officially committed to Princeton, but I know that was like uh, really, really kind of high on his list. And he had come back from his visit thinking that that was a real real kind of possibility uh there mm-hmm. and 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 i think when he talks to you he'll talk about his evolution there um but he certainly was recruited by by all of the ivies um and he's done well in the classroom here at sem and he would have had those opportunities uh if not for the the incredible allure of, of wrestling for for kale down at penn state was was he the the kind of student that he is now originally, uh, right when he got to Sam, or or did did he have some uh, some growing to do in the, in that area? For sure, had a lot of growing to do. Um, absolutely did. Uh, but Bo approaches the, the the classroom like he approaches the wrestling room, right? Like so, he's gonna he's gonna work hard. Um, and uh, at Sam, at a school like ours, there's a lot of individual stuff that needs to go on. You got to get in and meet with your teachers if you don't understand something. Uh, and he was he was up to that task. Um, he came into a school at our lower school with kids who had been at our lower school for maybe five or six years and had been used to it. And he was coming off of like a homeschool experience uh, and, and and having been at a couple different schools. So there was a, a, an adjustment period for him. I don't think he would tell you any different, um, but he outworked it, um, which was a tremendous uh, asset to, uh, or, or uh, a, a tremendous note to his character. Um, well, that, that's awesome. Um, did you see a growth in his wrestling as well when when he got there? Uh, was it similar to the academics? Was was he? Because uh, you said he was he was pretty good um, do, doing well in the youth scene. 
So when he moved up there, did he just grow that much more, or did it take a little while to 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 get to that uh, highest level? I think he's grown steadily every year. Um, I, I don't I don't think there was ever any point where I was like, wow, that was a huge 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 jump for him. Uh, but I do think he's there were there were times in middle school um, where he would have incredibly good matches, and there were times when guys would be able to shut him down, um, and he would have to to, to grind out wins. Uh, but I think he's the type of kid who who is looking for that longitudinal growth, right? Um, he's mm-hmm. not going to get rattled by a setback early on. I mean, just look at last year. He didn't win Super 32. He didn't win Ironman. He didn't win Beast. Uh, but it never got to the point where he was questioning himself or doubting himself. He just knew it was all part of the growth process. And then he had maybe one of the, the, the best performances of a high school wrestler at, at Prep Nationals. And he goes out and places in the, the U.S. Open uh, in, in, in freestyle. So um, I think a lot of kids, especially young kids, would look at Super 32, Beast, and Ironman and, and be like, wow, am I still good? Like, I didn't win any of those three tournaments. What's wrong with me? Um, but that's not both. And so he used that to to, to examine himself and, and come back and, and peak at the right time. Uh, and, and again, credit to him for that. Um, so he he's really had a, like a public jump this last year where um th- this last summer rather where he wrestled on the senior center even since prep nationals when he uh had that crazy match with Shane Van Ness um yeah so since then he's kind of been on a tear he he won prep nationals he wrestled in senior US Open and placed there uh beat mm-hmm. some really uh household type names uh sure then, did yeah yep. then um that then who's number 1 pretty much dominated and uh, and made his way up to rank number one for that, and uh, and and now he is the household name, and, and he's really had that public success. Um, how how long do you think that's been coming? You you said he had some setbacks this year, but he didn't, that didn't stop him. Um, and, and we've seen him be really successful before, but uh, I feel like this is like a new te- new type of success, and the fact that he committed to to Penn State and, and everybody's getting excited about that. Like this is a a time where Bo Bartlett has kinda hit the public scene. Um has has that been coming for a while you think or is it kinda like a big jump? I do. I think it's uh he he's been right at that, that precipice for a long time. Uh he won Iron Man as a as a freshman. Uh he's a three time prep national champ. So the results have been there. Um but he's never put a whole season together uh, where he's been at the top and stayed at the top. Uh, so I think that's we're in the right place to start now. Um, he's, he's done everything right, and he's, he's put himself where he's ranked number one. Uh, but Bo's also looked at that and said, hey, I got to challenge myself. So he wrestled in, uh, in a college open a couple of weeks ago. Um, so he knows that. You know, sometimes being number one, you can get complacent and, and all of a sudden you're not pushing yourself as hard or, or it's, it's, he wants to be as consistent as he can be this year. Um, he wants to be wrestling in all of our big dual meet tournaments uh, and starting off number one is, is a new experience for him and, and we're excited to see how he handles that. What has coaching him been like uh, compared to other other kids? You've had some amazing athletes and, and people yeah. come to the program. What's been different about him that has coaching him in, in any ways? It is he's really slick and and he's got some great technique. Um, but is there, are there any other different um, wrinkles to to coaching him and and what's that like? I think Bo is 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 unique in in a lot of ways coaching him and because he is. He's he's his own best coach, right? Um, but he also takes things like Bo will, will every once in a while in an interview or some somewhere will like take a something that I said um, that I had maybe forgotten that I said, and he'll repeat it, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember saying that, but you know that he's kind of absorbed that and internalized it. Um, he's not a vocal leader, uh, but he's a guy that everyone in the room looks at and sees how hard he's working and says, wow, um, I have to do that as well. Uh, so he's he's really self-guided, um, but sometimes with self-guided guys, you 
you kind of forget to coach them. Right. Uh, and, and, and so I have to be mindful of that. And my staff has to be mindful of that, that Bo needs, Bo needs work too. Bo needs attention too, you know? Um, but he really kind of knows his own body. He knows what he has to do. He knows when he has to go hard. Um, and he knows when he has to back off a little bit. Um, the thing I like the most about coaching Bo is, is he's the number one guy in the country, but, but the team comes first. Right. Um, so if, if, if you ask him maybe what some of his, his proudest moments from high school are, he's certainly going to mention some of the individual tournaments that he's won. Um, but he's going to mention him scoring bonus points uh, with pins every time that we've wrestled Blair in the duel. Um, and that, you know, uh, the, the contributions he's made over the years to the team are just as important to him as, as maybe some of his individual accomplishments. Um, so he is, is going to Penn State for college. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you think his style is going to be able to translate for Penn State? And, uh, and how do you think he's going to be able to jump out right away in the college scene and, and transform? Do you think his style transforms well for college? And will he be a, like, say they, um, they don't want him to redshirt. Do you think he's the type of wrestler that will be ready to go right away on the college scene? I mean, we saw him wrestle senior U.S. Open, and he, he did really well. No question that he will be ready to go um, as soon as they, they want him to be ready to go. Uh, there are obviously some some things that you need to do better when you get to college, uh, and he'll have to address some of those things. Uh, but Bo, Bo Bartlett, in my opinion, has the, has what it takes to, to be a four-time NCAA champion. Um, I believe that. Uh, I believe he has those those intangibles. Uh, now, whether or not he redshirts or he goes right away, that's that's right. not a decision, and, and that obviously could impact that. But I think he has the. I don't, I don't think he's doing this to to go in and uh, you know have a 500 year first year. I think he's he's putting all the the time and effort into it because he believes that he can achieve the highest level. Um, and and I think that's why he ultimately picked Penn State. Um, because he knows that those are coaches and a program that can get him there, support him in his 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 freestyle endeavors beyond that. Uh, so uh, I think he's ready to go as soon as they they are ready for him to go. Uh, well, I I definitely agree. I'm really excited to see him wrestle in that Penn State singlet. Um, yeah. And then it, it's kind of funny the fact that he's going to be teammates with high school rival in a way, uh, even school rival. Robbie Howard. Uh, that's going to be sure. funny to watch. Um, yeah. No, we were talking about that the other day. Is uh, you know, I was talking to, to Willie Saylor, and he's like, it "Seems like you guys and the Blair guys get along pretty well." And I'm like, "You know, you guys are like these guys are going to be teammates later." You know, so high school right. rivalry are, are great, but I think there's a tremendous amount of respect between these kids uh, that have that have always uh, kind of wrestled against each other. Because there are so many instances where a team like Penn, or Penn State, or Cornell are going to have neat kids on their team from from all of our schools. So that's exciting for them. So yeah, there will be neat to see them in the same team. Definitely, uh, it, it's always it's always cool to see um, rivals be able to to kind of come together and be on the same team and yep. uh, you know just like and and bond be like teammates. Um, yeah. So that yep. that's always cool to see. Uh, All right. Well, I think that about does it for this interview. I I really enjoyed it. And uh, and I'm glad I got to do this with you. I think it's going to be a a pretty cool one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, Good luck connecting with Bo. And uh, we're we're looking forward to the finished product. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Best to your family and have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. Hey guys, Jude here again. Hope you guys liked that interview. Now on to the next interview with Bo Bartlett. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to come on, come on HMA and uh, and do this interview. I think it's going to turn out really well. So the first time we've done a, a coach wrestler kind of dual interview, uh, so I'm really excited for this. Yeah, me too. It's gonna be great. All right, uh, let's let's jump right into the interview and uh, start at the beginning of your career. 
Um, how, how did you get started with wrestling? And, and yeah, just how did you get introduced to the sport? So my dad, he wrestled. Uh, also coached some, uh, uh, a little bit of like clubs, wrestling in college, wrestled freestyle at the higher level. And, you know, um, I was really always around wrestling. So I don't remember a day where I wasn't wrestling, you know. I was just always doing it. Did you did you love it immediately, did it, or did it take you a while to find that passion? You were kind of just doing it because your dad wanted you to, or was it, like, all yours from the beginning? I always loved it, but it wasn't, like, how most people would start wrestling. So, obviously, you can't really show moves to a, like, I don't know, two-, three-year-old. You can't really show moves. So I was just always at wrestling tournaments. For me, it was, like, fun. I just got to, like, be with my family. And then as I got a little bit older, so for me, older is maybe, like, five, six years old, I started doing, like, tumbling, and I was just, like, always in wrestling rooms. I didn't compete for a long time. I think until I was like seven, seven or eight. So mm-hmm. I had like a good five, six years of just having fun in wrestling rooms and just really playing games, you know, running around. That's just where I went all the time. So that was fun. Yeah, I loved it. Did, did you have success? Like or success? Like you said, you you waited a little while to start. Did you have success as soon as you started competing? I mean, I definitely. I won some. I lost some. You know, it wasn't. It really wasn't too big. Uh, it wasn't too important on like the actual outcome at that point, you know. So I guess I was. I gradually got better. And, like as I got older, I just continued to stay at it and you know, kept improving. And you started out in California, right? Yeah, I was born in California. The I started wrestling in Arizona. I was like okay. two or three. I was only out there for like a year or two. All right, and then, uh, so where did you start wrestling when you moved to Arizona? Or, I mean, I guess it was later, but, um. What, yeah, so, uh, club? my, uh, my first wrestling club that I can remember, I might have this messed up, but, uh, it's either the first or second, it was, uh, Sunkiss Kids, we worked out at, uh, Arizona State, uh, first coach was Sergey Belaglaza, you know. Wow. <laughs> there you go, yeah. It's not a bad first coach, I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, first coach, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Um, well, so when when did uh, did you start really having that b- national level success? Because I talked talked to Coach Green a couple of days ago, and he said when when he first knew about you, you were you were really good, and uh, nationally ranked and successful. Um, so when did you start having that kind of success? I honestly think as soon as, I think as, as soon as I started competing, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was definitely like lumps all, all a lot of the place. Like I don't know, probably know of, like Tulsa Nationals and like the Roller Series, all that stuff. Like Tulsa Nationals, mm-hmm. Tulsa Kickoff, and all that. Well, it was like it was like a long process. It was like one year I went all the way down there and I didn't weigh in. The next year I went down there and I went like one and two, and then two and two and three and two, and like literally, I went up like one place. I got like no place and like fifth, then third, then second, and it took a while. And each year I just like moved up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like little by little. Yeah. And so I was always placing-ish, you know, doing pretty well. And then I just continued to get a little bit better each year. There was no big, drastic, like, went 0-2, then the next year, number one in the country. It was really slow, just working every day. So um, the style that we see now that, you, that you're wrestling uh, with is, is a really slick, technical style. And I, w- I was going to ask where, when and where did you develop that, but the fact that you had Sergey as a coach kind of makes me think that you developed that really early on. Yeah, so um, I didn't grow up wrestling like an American, which is probably the best thing that I could have ever, not even asked for, but just like learned. Mm -hmm. Just from who I was surrounded by the entire time, I was always really surrounded by high-level freestyle coaches, and that was like the really thing. So coming out to Sam was the first time I was really around folk style and training folk style. I didn't even train folk style year-round. I trained freestyle year-round and would show up at folk style tournaments. I was like always the thing. I didn't start doing folk style until I came to Sam. So yeah. that freestyle had gave me the ability to just like wrestle like some foreigners. So I have a little bit of a foreigner feel, and that's really working now. Now that I'm including some more American hand fighting with it. Yeah, that that is uh that's amazing. So so you were wrestling at the Sunkiss Kids Club. So were you surrounded by the by the higher level athletes there? We would see, I would well I would see them a lot. I was in the Sunkiss Kids Academy, right? so that was like the middle school and elementary school and all that scene, so mm-hmm. what would happen would be like Arizona State, like the college wrestlers would practice like midday, I don't know, maybe like two, three, 
2, 3 p.m., whatever like that was. And then we would come in at like 5.30, sometimes 6. So we would see them leaving all the time. I don't really know when RTC athletes would be in there. I remember occasionally seeing them like here and there. They'd always train in off to the side, smaller groups. We like every day we saw ASU wrestlers leaving practice as we were coming in. Mats were all sweaty. We had to mop those up. It was kind of cool. For a little seven-year-old, seven, eight, you know, young kid yeah. just being in a college room every single day. It was nice. That's really cool. So, um, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward a little bit. When when did you move to Sam? And I, I kind of heard a little bit of that story from Coach Green, but I, I'd love to hear your side and and why did you uh, why were you looking to move move away from that situation you had in uh, Arizona State? Yeah. So um, a lot of like the high school wrestling, you know, people talk about high school wrestling and. Regardless of what individual state people say is like the best, some people say mm-hmm. you know, California, Ohio, New Jersey, whatever. Go moving out to the East Coast definitely puts you closer to a majority of them. You know right. what I mean? Like, all, I'm right next to New Jersey, New York. I'm in Pennsylvania. There's Ohio. There's all these states like right around me. You know, just getting this feel, being closer to colleges. Plus, in Arizona, you know, the whole RTCs. The only RTC I would have been allowed to go to once I was like, um, once I was like qualified and everything would have been ASU out here. There are, I don't know how many colleges are within two hours of me. It's ridiculous. I've been, I've been to so many, just like the opportunities of training that hard, you know, that folk style schedule and just getting used to it. So, yeah. But um, originally, I thought Wyoming. So my mom and I both thought Wyoming Seminary was in the state of Wyoming. And when you're in Arizona, the only place you probably wouldn't want to go would be like a Wyoming, Montana. That seems like the only <laughs> worst place to go. You're like, why do I want to go to Wyoming? And then my dad was, my dad knew what it was because he was always watching like St. Paris Graham, Apple Valley, Blair, and Sam. Like those were the schools. And then Sam actually won prep na- the national preps that year. And then we went out, looked at a camp, came out here, and I loved it. And I was just like, you know, I mean, I just like I was having I was having fun. I would never thought I would actually come here. So I was here for like two, three days, living on my own. Or it was actually a room with me, Benny Baker, who goes to Cornell now, also went to Sam, and Kurt McHenry. So we were all in a room, crazy bunch. If you think about that. And then when we came back, my dad was like, or actually he, my parents, I guess they decided we we're going to move. And then an hour before we actually moved, he finally told me we were moving and I had to pack my bag in an hour and move cross country. I remember I had plans. We moved on like a Thursday and I had plans for that Saturday to go out with my friends to like a, a water park because it's in Arizona. It's hot. Right. And then I was like, hey guys, uh, I'm actually like, I'm moving right now. And they're like, oh, where are you moving? And I was like, I'm moving to Pennsylvania. And they didn't believe me. So, yeah, I did not know I was moving to Sam until an hour before. Holy <laughs> That's insane. So how, how long after that was the camp that you went to? Or the camp was before. So, like, that's how we, we went and saw the camp. I think the camp was maybe in July, I think, uh-huh. maybe June, probably July. Because it, uh, it was, like, right after Kids Nationals, which was in Utah, Freestyle right. Greco. Now, I think, or last year it was in, I think, the Dells in Wisconsin. Yeah, that's, I don't know yeah, what that's that now. But it's, it's still in the Dells. Okay. Uh, it's been b- back and forth between Atlanta and the Dells. Yeah. So th- uh, my last year wrestling in the Kids Nationals was in the Dells. It was the first year I was there. It was crazy. People didn't like it at first because it was always in Utah. Yeah. And I guess it's better now. It's a lot. It's a better area. But um, mm-hmm. so it was like we flew from Wisconsin straight to, straight to Sam. And okay. then uh, came to – that was when the camp happened. Came back. And then in like August, August maybe two weeks before school started – um i don't know what that was maybe like august 5th something like that yeah beginning of august we moved out here it's crazy wow. so was it wh- why do you think y'all chose sam because you just did like a three-day camp did you just enjoy it that much and your dad picked up on that or or how did how did that how did that go about well i mean if you're gonna move to any state i feel like pennsylvania you know and it may be a biased opinion but i think you know if you're gonna move to any state might as well moving to the toughest state, which in my opinion is Penn, or Pennsylvania. You know, they got Penn State, number one college team, or at least, I don't know about rankings right now, but, you know, <laughs> winning the most national championships in recent years, you know, Pennsylvania is yeah. just like the place to be. My dad uh, grew up in Pennsylvania for a bit, and so it's nice to come home, I guess, for him, one of his homes. And plus, ew, man, it's so it's so much cheaper out here than living down in New Jersey <laughs> or Maryland. It's a yeah. lot cheaper. It's nice. Definitely. New Jersey taxes and Maryland taxes are ridiculous. So right here, it's nice. We it was easy, it was easy affordable to move in, and move the whole family in here, and it was real nice, smooth transition. Also, I'm sure the academic benefits of of going to some were huge as well. 
Definitely, yeah, because I've always wanted to go to, like, a high prestigious school, wanted to go to, like, Ivy Leagues, had my mind set on that for, like, since I was really young, also, like, six, seven years old. Yeah, wow. Well, another story. Um, well, okay, so you, you moved up there. How, how old were you at the time? Let me think. Uh, I was starting seventh grade, so okay. let me see. I don't know. Maybe 14, maybe. Um, Around five, there. 13, uh, something like that. So, yeah, so you moved up there. D- did you start right in the SEM middle school? Do they, do they have that? Yeah, the, they call it the lower school. So it's like they have, like, toddler, daycare, preschool, kindergarten, all the way up to postgrad. So after seniors. So it's a lot. Like, there's people that are lifers, which is, like, the term for people that go to SEM their entire lives. From when they're, like, a toddler, they go preschool, kindergarten, all the way up to senior year. So they're here for, like, 14 years, some people. So, yeah, I was down there in seventh grade. Yeah. That's a long time. So you started wrestling with Coach Green. Um, did, did you have a, a jump in success moving out to uh, to Kingston with Sam, or was it kind of just the same thing, you just enjoyed it more, getting better partners and such? So it's it was definitely different. So um, back in Arizona, um, I would just, like, wrestle with whoever came into the room. You know, some people, it was their first week of wrestling. Some didn't have wrestling shoes, and those were just – my training partners, but those training partners, you know, it didn't really matter too much. You know, I was still like performing well and all that stuff. It came to Sam, I was the smallest guy in the room by maybe like 15, 15, 20 pounds. I weighed like 95 pounds. Closest guy to me might have been 115. And I was yeah. still wrestling, wrestling every day. It was just like getting a little bit tougher, tougher. And like these kids, like it's, it's kind of funny to like think about who those kids were, like those like how small they really were and versus like the kids like no now because I'm a, a little bit bigger now I'm like at the time I felt like they were so much bigger than me and they were but it was just I was really that small like these guys weighed like 110 115 pounds <laughs> that was so much smaller but yeah just tougher guys getting the nice competition got some uh got a little bit of spotlight from Flo that was kind of cool you know I was yeah. like going to eastern states and all that stuff and slowly people started like hearing my name and I got to wrestle and bigger matches all over the place and it was fun did you um did you compete for some lower school or did they like have a full team and were you able to compete for them or was it more like a club thing in, in the- so yeah never competed for the lower school in seventh grade I wrestled high school and okay I wrestled my I wrestled like three high school there's certain high school tournaments you can do like in New York and like there's certain right. rules where you can wrestle high school so I did all those didn't wrestle any I think I wrestled like Virginia duels or stuff but I didn't do the PJWs just didn't really feel like I didn't didn't have any interest in it and then uh the second year you know uh it was kind of so my eighth grade year then I did the same thing again in high school I did the same uh few high school tournaments I could do and then people were giving me uh they were saying oh well you're not a real Pennsylvanian until you win PGWs you don't even go to PGWs and so like uh my dad and I were like all right fine fine fair enough fair enough all right get get the full PA experience so we're we uh, went to the PGW qualifier, uh, mm-hmm. which was, oh, my God, that was such a hassle that year. I've heard rumors that there's, like, a new rule right now. Or there's a new rule now. I don't know if there's, it's true, but I heard this. I've heard a lot of this, and people make jokes about it to me. I don't know if it's true. But so, like, I wrestled high school, and I was, like, beating good high schoolers, right? Mm-hmm. But I was, in, I was in eighth grade, though. And then I came back, right. wrestled PGWs, and won that. And so, like, there's, like, I guess at the time, it was if you have any – varsity PIAA experience you cannot compete in PGWs yeah but I think that is true but I didn't compete in PIAA I competed in, in whatever and New York's is it's like NYSP whatever it is yeah, so yeah, technically yeah. I didn't violate any rule and I was still mm-hmm. in eighth grade so I was allowed to wrestle and then I guess the year after that they changed it you can have no varsity experience so they changed the rule because of me I think I've oh, heard it a lot which is kind of funny that's crazy. The little loophole, I guess. But yeah, I was in eighth grade, so that's fun. I guess I'm yep. Pennsylvania now. Yeah. So, so you won the PJWs that year. Yeah. Who did Who did you wrestle in that uh, tournament? I wrestled. Uh, I think in the semifinals, Tish. I had Cole Rees, who goes to Sam. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's a lot bigger now. It's kind of funny. Uh, finals, I had AJ Tamburino. I think he's going mm-hmm. to the Nave, Naval Academy. I think, or he yeah. might be there. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, you won that, and then your next year you wrestled in high school. You had some experience, but finally you were actually wrestling for some, and everything was yeah. uh, was normal for that year. Um, so how did how did that freshman year go for you? 
uh, started probably, I think it started like the best way someone's freshman career could possibly start, you know, first like two weeks of my high school season, I went Ironman, which was mm-hmm. amazing, you know, that, I yeah. feel like that might have put some more pressure on me, just in my, I put my more pressure on myself, I was like, wow, I went Ironman, that means I have to, that was like, I can be the four-time champ in every single tournament out there, and you know, that was not the right, that was not the right mindset, totally wrong mindset going into that, you know, got third at Powerade, you know, still won national preps and all that stuff. Had a pretty good record. I think I lost two times. I don't know the winning record. I don't know how many wins, but um, pretty good career or a pretty good uh, season, you know, sophomore year, pretty much same thing. Instead of winning uh, Ironman, win Powerade. So it's like my places swapped. I got first and third, and then I got third and first. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was kind of cool. And around that time, you, you started talking about wanting to go to Princeton, um, at, at the end of your sophomore year, I believe, um, and and so that was kind of that was kind of like a, it's kind of weird to say you committed to an Ivy League school because it's more like committed to the recruitment process or acceptance uh-huh. process or something. But um, what when did you start thinking about going to Princeton and uh, and why do you think that went about? Well, all my junior, I really got into college. Just my first official was Cornell, and Cornell was nice. You know, I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. that was like the one, I think everyone was like, okay, Bo's Bartlett, he's going to Cornell. And I was like, oh, maybe, I don't know. I don't. And then, uh, after that, let me see Cornell. That was probably the biggest one, honestly. And then, uh, what was it? And I was like, really, uh, what's it called? I was only looking at Ivy Leagues, you know what I mean? I would like, I guess I would discredit other programs. I was like, oh, man, it has to be Ivy League for some unknown reason. And then I was looked at Columbia. That was cool. UPenn, Princeton towards the end. And, you know, Princeton was just nice there's so much it just it looks really nice down there you know nice town and then uh what was it honestly I don't I feel like I feel like there wasn't something that like set a light off in my head mm-hmm. it was just like I feel like it was more so of all right let's just like stop the recruiting process I guess we can, it's like an easy way out you know yeah I feel like and it was like my first time down there too it was like a I don't know. I don't know. Looking back on it, then I uh, went down, competed in Las Vegas, literally like right out. Oh, did I say Columbia? Yeah, Columbia too. And mm-hmm. then after that, went down, competed in Las Vegas. Unknowingly, I was like sitting down and like five feet to my left was Kale. Cause, but the, at the time we had not talked because I was, I was, I was about to wrestle their guy. It was kind of funny. Okay. I was about to wrestle uh, Conaway, Jordan oh. Conaway, All-American and all that. And I was just sitting there, you know. Probably, probably playing games on my phone or something, like a little kid. Then go out and wrestle, and then, like, I win the match. And then within a couple of days, like, Kale's just, like, talking to me, texting me, gets down here, gets to my house, and I start talking to Kale. And that really started everything off as we know it today. Talking yeah. face-to-face with him. Um, you, you decided that, that recently, or uh, I guess it wasn't too recent, but... Within a year, I guess, um, you've decided about you're going to Penn State. Um, so how long do you think – when was that? How, how old were you when uh, Kale, Kale started talking to you? So I was 18. So I'm 18 now. It was mm-hmm. – yeah, he didn't – or there was, we didn't make any communication until, like, after that Las uh, Vegas tournament. I think they might have been talking about Dad for a little bit. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, so I was always really set on Ivy League. That was, like, the word on the street. So it kind of – the way they said it, it was like, oh, yeah, we heard Bartlett – we heard you're going to, like, Ivy League. So we didn't, didn't even try because you were set. So we didn't want to interrupt your uh, process or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, well, I, if I was talking to Penn State a little earlier, we could we could have, like, solved this, like, a, <laughs> a year ago yeah. or something like that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, throughout the whole time I was like, man, if – if I'm not going to go Ivy League, like, literally, this started, like, end of sophomore year, maybe. I was like, wow, man, I want to go to Ivy League just because it's Ivy League. I didn't really have a reason for doing it, I guess. It just sounds cool, you know? It's like, oh, maybe I'm guaranteed money, but, I mean, really, like, no one's guaranteed anything, you know what I mean? Right, right. You just, it's nice, you'll study hard, and you'll have fun if that's what you want to do. But, um, you know, I was always thinking, like, man, being on a good team, being surrounded by good people, being in a place where other people want to win as bad as I do, you know, being in a place surrounded by national champs, family men, good people, religious people, 
mm-hmm. it seemed like a good idea. And I was like, man, if I ever talk to Kale, I'm going to have a hard time trying to say no to that. I don't know what I'd say. And that was going on for a whole time as I was looking at all the Ivy Leagues. And then eventually he showed up. And I was like, wow, today's the day. And it was almost like the one thing I, that I never thought would happen happened. And I was like, wow, okay, well, this is the place then. <clears throat> so, so you decided that um, you were, you were kind of like only Ivy League, only Ivy League, and then Penn State. Did you ever, after Kale came to you and you started to think, maybe I'm not going Ivy League, did you start to look at other schools like maybe Ohio State or Rutgers? Never. Yeah, never looked at them. Cause it was just me, Ivy League or Penn State? Yeah, it was Ivy League or Penn State. That's pretty much, you know how people say, like, D1 or homeless? Right, right. Mine was Ivy League or Penn State. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that was, it was pretty, once you decided, I, I don't have to go Ivy League, that left a lot of room for Penn State, and then you ended up deciding. Um, have you, had you or have you been training at their RTC? Like you said, like, you're, 200 uh, miles away or two hours away um, for the RTC thing. Have you been training at their RTC lately yeah. and before that? Not recently, but like in the summer, I was down there a lot. I was just working out every day. Yeah. It was fun. Nice place you know what's there. crazy to me is uh, like, a, a se- I'll call him a semi rival for you uh, for high school is Robbie Howard from a rival school. Um, <laughs> yeah. Both end up being college teammates and, and best buds for uh, for your college career and then probably afterwards. Um, it, it's kind of cool to watch things like that play out. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I want to finish this interview up with uh, talking about Coach Green and um, just your relationship with him and, and how you met him. And I, I mean, we've kind of mentioned a little bit of you moving out there, but just like the effect he's had on your life. So, um just talk a bit, a little bit about that. You met him at the at the camp, right? That you went to. Yeah. And then you said you loved the that camp. You loved Sam right away. Was was that due to Coach Green, or uh, or why do you think you loved it right away? So um my so I did seventh grade twice. I did seventh grade in Arizona and then seventh grade out here. And for the second semester of my seventh my first seventh grade, that's a lot. That might be confusing, but uh. When I was in Arizona, I was homeschooled for, like, the second semester, so I could, like, travel a little bit more. And then, so, the thing about a kid being homeschooled, just being around his parents all the time for a whole semester, Mm -hmm. not really leaving the house, you know, just there all day. And then, all of a sudden, now, he's in high school dorms with, like, two buddies on his own for, like, three days. Like, it it was, like, a dream come true. It was crazy. It was, like, I had the golden ticket, and I was, like, in, like, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. I was just, like, (laughs) I was going to Walgreens, Dairy Queen, McDonald's. It was just... I, I had so much food and just so much fun, and mm-hmm. that was honestly, that's what went on in the mind of, like, a 13-year-old, 12 or 13-year-old, like, wow, I can be on my own, which is funny, because I don't even live in the dorms now, but uh, <laughs> those three days were, like, oh, amazing. That's that's crazy. So so you, you like that because of just, like, the freedom you had being at the, at the boarding school in the dorms and everything? Yeah. Wow. So what did what did you think of uh, Coach Green when you first met him, or like your first impression? Honestly, I don't even I don't remember that initial weekend like that that camp. I think I was just literally just busy getting food. But later on, when I like really started to know Green, you know, like freshman year when I or not freshman year, seventh grade when I actually moved out. Yeah. I just like hear like hearing his his like his witty humor, you know, like. I'll make making sure to like always pay attention, you know, just like being real observant of everything that's going on. Cause you know, he'll say some jokes sometimes that you won't, you won't realize you won't understand unless you're like really paying attention. And he's, he's really a funny guy. And you know, he, he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, more often than not, when you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you might not expect it sometimes, but like we'll be, it'll be at like random times during the day and he'll just be like talking about like what I should remember to do in my next match, you know, like focus on like specific strategies I might do. It's always real quick, real brief and to the point, And it makes sense. I even took one, I took two of his English classes last year, um, literature of outsiders and Irish literature, which was mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the two best English classes I've ever taken. It is so funny. Um, having him as a teacher every day with that same humor and everything. And he's the one grading my papers. It was, it was great. I bet, I bet that was a little weird. Like you moved out there for, for his wrestling coaching and everything, and then you're in his English class. That's I bet that was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, it's the best um, part. I feel like if you're a wrestler, you got to take his English class. That's him. Can't <laughs> shy away from it. How, how many does he teach? 
I don't know how many he teaches. I think I'm supposed to be taking one of his this next, not this next trimester, but last trimester. Uh, I don't know. He might teach four. Or, well, there's different sections. I don't know, honestly. Okay. But I've taken two of them. I'm hey. probably going to try to take one more. Uh, I hope you enjoy that. Uh, bet you will. Um, yeah. Okay, so what what are some was how involved was he in your in your recruiting uh process recruitment process with with the ivy league and penn state and everything because he coached at binghamton so he knew the college uh recruiting landscape like what coaches are looking for what they need and stuff like that so how involved was he with with your recruitment process i know he was uh really involved in my whole uh like looking at all early on you know like Whenever I don't know when the hell you're allowed to do it. Is it sophomore or junior? I don't know. Like early on, when like coaches would ask him stuff, I know he was like really involved. You know, he was always being honest. You know, saying saying the right things. You know, always being a real good communicator. And then towards the end, Penn State. Um, I remember one day, Green said, "Hey, Kale wants your number, or whatever. Kale wants your number. Should I give it to him?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, sure. It's Penn State." And and then I feel like I think that was that was pretty much it for the Penn State one. And then we really worked on the connections, like my family. And, and all the Penn State guys on our own, but he was definitely a great tool, great uh, asset, great communicator in all of his, the people he knows, his, and just like like everyone he's in touch with in the college scene, and high school scene, before that. Um, so you are leaving to Penn State, leaving Sam, you've been there since seventh grade, um, so are, how involved do you think he's going to be with your college wrestling, and how much is it just going to be leave it up to the coaches up at Penn State? Uh, I don't – I mean, I don't know. I've, I trust – I do whatever – I will do whatever Coach Green, you know, the coaching staff says, whatever the best thing is, you know, be aware of my training and be aware of the team's uh, mm-hmm. goals and all that stuff. And I feel like it's – sort of like leaving it's sort of like closing a chapter of the high school chapter and moving on but coach green will always be my homie yeah. <laughs> my coach my mentor you know so I always reach out to him all right well uh that that's awesome and i think that about finish it is finishes it up for this interview i really appreciate you taking the time this this is a really good one and uh i think it's gonna be a good finished product of course thanks All right. Well, I appreciate it. Until next time. See ya.